Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Time now for the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Josh and Rocky O today in for Balloon Party. This is a fascinating studio setup. I've never been in a talk setup where there's nothing that separates the the producer, engineer person with the on-air people. I can literally touch you. It's a fascinating dynamic, especially when people are in here working on things. <laughs> like yesterday, like I don't wear headphones in here because I think the sound in here is terrible in the headphones. I don't know if I'm the only one that complains about that. But over at Casey, I turn the sound up like a thousand and just blow my ears out. It sounds great. And here it's hollow and terrible. This is just technical stuff that no listeners would care about. But yesterday I was in here and you guys are over here like in the YouTube or something. And I'm like, I can hear you, uh, but I'm going to fight through it because I am a professional broadcaster as far as you know. I guess by the true definition of being a professional, I get paid to do it. Therefore, I'm going to go on the limb and say that that makes me a professional. You can determine that what you believe, but I uh, I do feel that I uh, getting paid makes me a professional by definition. So, but that doesn't mean that I'm professional when I'm doing my professional job. It's varying levels of professionalism, and I'm not always super professional. I got one for you to start today, Rockio. All right, let's go. And I don't know if I'm, I'm sure other people have said this, but I don't watch a lot of sports TV shows or listen to sports radio, although I listen to more of it now around here because I like to comment on the YouTube chats that we have on these shows and just be a dope. That's just kind of what I do. But I don't watch a lot of sports TV because I find it to be boring. I don't listen to a lot of sports podcasts. I listen to wrestling podcasts and not even current wrestling podcast. Basically, I listen to 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff. That is the podcast that I listen to because every episode's like four hours. So over the course of all my drives, to and from work every day over the course of a week i'll get to hear eric bischoff tell the same stories he's told a billion times about the two and a half years he was at wcw or whatever but i'll listen to that and that's about it i don't like to have my mind tainted by other people's opinions on things that was always my philosophy when i did sports radio daily is i didn't want to turn on the radio and listen and then subconsciously steal someone's opinion not because i did it on purpose but because i'm listening and i go that kind of makes sense and then i I go with it, then I've thiefed their opinion. Now, that wasn't an issue when I did mornings because I'd be up at, you know, well, most pros would be up at like four in the morning to do a sports show. I got out of bed at like 5.30, threw up whatever I'd been drinking the night before, and then said, let's go. And I'm sure someone's had this opinion about the Super Bowl, but I'm going to offer it. And if it's something unique, great. And if it's not, I'm committed to it, so we're going to roll. I am of the belief that Kyle Shanahan did not know the overtime rule. Not only did he not convey the message to his team, I don't believe that Kyle Shanahan actually knew the rule himself. And here's why. And he's still kind of doubling down on this. I was reading this this morning. Kyle Shanahan says, these are his words, we wanted the ball third, which is a dumb logic, but we wanted the ball third and... We wanted to, if there was a match score, we wanted a chance to win. Okay, fine. I disagree with your logic behind that. We can get into that. Fine. 
But when you've got a large number of players, important players, big-name players, players who are involved in major situations for your team, and they're saying, yeah, we just thought the rules were the same, that means to me that you didn't convey to your team that the rules were different. Why didn't you convey that message to your team? Because you did not know. And I will die on that hill. This is some unsolved mysteries, conspiracy theory, Alex Jones, tinfoil hat, QAnon stuff, if you want to call it that. I don't think it's that deep. I just think the guy's stupid. I am of the belief that this gentleman did not convey that message to his team because that gentleman did not know the rule. Now, Josh, why would you feel this way? Well, Every player from Kansas City said they knew the overtime rule. Why did they know the overtime rule? Because the coach told them. Why would the 49ers players not know? You got two weeks to prepare for the Super Bowl. Do you think at any point, at some point, the coach who claims that he and his coaches got together and got out their abacuses and their their little slide rulers and, and their graphing calculators and said, well, analytics told us that this was the strategy. You want me to buy that, that over the course of two weeks, when you can leave no stones unturned because you're trying to win your first Super Bowl, at no point did you sit those guys down and say, hey, oh, by the way, guys, if we go to overtime, the rules are different than they are in the regular season. Because if you would have said that, they would have known it. Therefore, they didn't say it. And why didn't you say it? Because you didn't know. Is this a crazy thought, Rocky? Oh, my nuts? Or Not do, at all. Do you buy this? I, I can buy this, especially because when you hear his explanation and he goes straight to, well, we wanted the ball third. I just have a problem with that line of thought. And it does kind of seem half-baked after the fact. That that's what you would come up with to explain it to everybody because there's just there I have so many issues with that line of thought. First, like you, why would you receive first? Because um, if you turn the ball over first, it's a, it's a crazy. You can shift. only lose exactly if you take Every the ball factor. first. You can only lose exactly because you throw a pick six and it's over. It's scoop and over, score, it's over. Yeah, and so like you give the defense a little bit more of an advantage by being the first team out there, and and all the factors is with Patrick Mahomes is is, is if you only score a field goal, he's going to score a touchdown. If you score a touchdown, he's going to go for two. So the game's not getting to a third possession. Anyway, that's Correct. probably the biggest thing is that the, the rationale has to be that if we kick a field goal and, or if we score a touchdown and they score a touchdown, they're not going to a third possession. They will then go for two, go for two. and the game's over there. And so I think his entire rationale is broken and therefore he how made do you get to a broken rationale. Well, you got to think of it in 20 minutes after you just had the third loss of Super Bowl of your career. And again, all of them have been comeback losses. His rationale was made up. He had to come up with something quickly. He needed to come up with a lie because he knows that he blew it. How did he blow it? Because he never told his team about the overtime rules. Why did he not tell them about it? Because he didn't know them. And you deserve to lose. Back to the the logic behind uh, uh, kicking it or receiving it. I think there's more of a debate if you want to look at the regular season rules. I think it's a fun debate to debate whether or not if you win the toss in the regular season, you should kick instead of receive. Like, that's a fun debate. There is no debate about this system. There's no debate. You kick it, and you can only win. Not the game overall, but you cannot lose on that possession. You can win on that possession, but you cannot lose. And as you noted, you go for two. If you go for two, the games, I mean, you're not going to kick it off again and give Patrick Mahomes a chance. And Patrick Mahomes isn't going to give you a chance to go down the field and kick a field goal to win the game on the third possession. That is a made up fairy tale excuse, is all that was. I don't like that. I don't like this guy now. Look, 
I, I have dumb reasons for disliking people. Do you want to know why I don't like Kyle Shanahan? Two completely on-the-surface reasons why I don't like Kyle can Shanahan. I guess at, can I take a guess at both of them? All right, go ahead. One of them is going to be more cosmetic, like he's got a dumb face, and the second one's going to be that he, it's nepotism and he's running his dad's scheme. Okay, the nepotism thing doesn't bother me. Okay. That's all the NFL is, and That's let's fair. be honest. My dad was in the radio business, and I'm in the radio <laughs> business. I can't really rip people for yeah. ne- I, for being nepo babies unless they're yeah. really bad at something. He's Stone, not really bad Stone at something. House. You know, it's like Joe Buck. Joe Buck will tell you, hey, I got my jobs because my dad was in it. Yeah, but you're also pretty good good at it you know you know like noah eagle gets a job because his dad's iron eagle and he sounds exactly like iron eagle <laughs> really good, so if yeah. like somehow iron eagle died tomorrow they wouldn't even have to tell us he died <laughs> they could just put his kid and say all right you're done doing the games with spongebob and you're gonna come on over and call these games here right like that's how that okay, would work okay reason number one i hate kyle shanahan He's got a ratty face. I knew it. I, I, I knew he just one looks, of them was he has a, He looks like Templeton. I saw his, <laughs> he looks like Charlotte's Templeton. W- did not expect a Charlotte's Web reference today. Nice you done. never I like know that. what you're going like to get, that. Rocky. Oh, oh, you man. never know. Templeton, okay. Number two, and this dates back to a couple of years ago, and he might still wear this hat, but he wears a flat-billed hat, and it's got a tiny little logo on the front. <laughs> and, it, what it is. and it bothers me so much. If you go back, I don't think it was this year, but he would wear it like the bill had no bend at all, just straight up flat, like a skater boy. She said, see you later, boy. He's got the flat bill and the tiniest little logo in the middle of it, like a skater dweeb, and he looks ratty in the face. So I hate him anyway. Now I think he's a liar. I think he's a liar. I think he did not know the rules, so he never told his team the rules. Therefore, they did not know. Therefore, when they won the toss, they made the absolute wrong decision. I want to talk to your analytics people. I want to know who you sat down with. And and I love when they use big words like analytics. That's a cover word. They're like, well, we got the analytics. And the analytics said uh, that, uh, well, that this was the play. No, they didn't. The analytics never said that. One of the arguments I've seen people make is, well, uh, uh, well, the defense was spent, so you had to give them time to rest. That's your thought? Your defense sucked in the fourth quarter. Doesn't matter if they were spent or not. Mahomes was going to score on you. You have to go into that assuming that Mahomes is going to score a touchdown. And maybe you catch a break, and there's two or three holding penalties, and they have to kick. Or there's a miraculous fumble that you pick up and take in for a score. That's the only hope you have. There was no justification for receiving that kick. It was stupid. There was no argument you can make. Have you found his hat yet? Have you seen it? Yeah, it's a bad hat. It's a stupid hat. Like, I I don't know why I pick little things like this about people that I dislike, and then I punish them forever. But I do. And I'm punishing this man. Do you have, a, do you have like, a Mount Rushmore of the dumbest reasons you dislike somebody? Oh, I'm sure I can think of them. <laughs> it doesn't... I mean, like, I... I, I hate so many, like, look, I love some things, but I hate so many more things. That's fair. And one of the things, like, it's irrational. There's an irrational hate. Like, I used to love Adam Wainwright. I hate him now. I feel like, because I saw you on Twitter talking about how dumb uh, Philly people used to be when Andy Reid was yes. the coach at, at mm-hmm. the Eagles. I feel like if it wasn't for Philly fans, you would have found a reason to not like Andy Reid. But they because they hated him, you were like, you know what? I'm running with this guy. He's my man. Right. I think you're right. And I'll tell you, and you're not wrong. But I do have a reason I dislike this man now. Oh, okay. Because he wears this god-awful red and yellow hat. Out of, the NFL's got billions of dollars. And these are the hats you come up with. A two-color panel hat. 
And like, there's no, like, like they used to make great hats. Remember in the early 2000s when it was big to have trucker hats and the NFL had those awesome trucker hats? What are we doing with these hats? They're hideous. You're a multi-billion dollar industry. They're gross. That bothers me. Look, you guys can add into the little things you dislike about people that you find to be irrational, athletes, singers, whatever. I have a lot of things about people, little things. I'll think of those. That's a great question, Rocky, to get things going today. Things that are so trivial, but they're the reason why you dislike people. Oh. I'm also yeah, I could do that for a while. I'm also inconsistent in my Nepo baby hatred. Because I really hate Skip Carey. And when I yell at the TV, I say, oh, yeah, just because you're dead. Or, or, sorry, Chip. Skip Carey's fine. He's dead, but he's fine. Chip Carey I hate. And I say, your dad was Skip Carey and your grandfather was Harry Carey and you suck. And Dan's kind of my friend and you took his job. So I get mad. I, there's irrational things I hate about people. I can't explain it. There's just certain things. And I know I'm not on an island here. Because oh, this is everybody. Everybody, everybody. has this. They, I'm sure there are people texting it on the YouTube chat, and they're like, this guy hates everything. Yeah, so do you. Everybody hates everything. Some of us have a microphone to spout off about the things we hate. And I hate Kyle Shanahan's Templeton-looking face, and I hate his stupid hat with a tiny little logo in the middle of it, and I hate Andy Reid's ye Like, yellow and red is not an aesthetically pleasing color scheme as it is. The last thing you need to be doing is having no black in there to balance it out. No white to balance it out. It's gross. All right, we'll be back after this. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Tell me some of the uh, irrational annoyances that people have on the text or the YouTube. Well, apparently they don't like when radio hosts yell at them because there's a lot of people saying that they have an irrational hatred of you for yelling at them on the radio. Go listen to Camo X. Go listen. Who is that? Who's that stiff that does the middays that used to be on 101? What's that guy? Like, what's that? Ranji? And oh. he's on there with the gal. It's like the worst radio show I've ever heard. Let me tell you about St. Louis. We got some crappy radio here. I, I will give Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you guys the benefit of the doubt here because you don't know what good people sound like on the radio. So this is new to you. This is a new experience for you. Jesus. That's not nice. I, I take it back. <laughs> See, now what you've made me do is you've made talented me, media market. Now you've made me lash out at people. There's friendly fire. <laughs> I feel terrible about that. Now I didn't mean it. Okay, first of all, I did mean it. I take it back. I look, look. I grew up as a kid listening to KMOX. You know what I used to think? I used to think I want to do that one day. I want to go on KMOX. I want to host Bud Sports Open Line. When I was a kid, I'd listen to it from down in Louisiana. My dad would let me sit in his car, and that's how you'd pick up KMOX. We didn't have like the internet to listen to anything, so I would go sit in his car. I was 13 years old. He let me drive up and down the block to find where the reception was the tightest. You wonder why I didn't get laid until I was 19. Because I spent my Fridays listening to Bud Sports Open Line on KMOX in my dad's truck from Louisiana. Let me tell you but something. I bet you could have broken down the, the Royce Clayton, Ozzie Smith situation. Oh, easily. <laughs> Look, Tony La Russa was a dick. He didn't like uh, he didn't like Ozzie. Ozzie's a legend. And at the time, Tony La Russa was not a legend here. So that was the wrong move. You made the wrong move. <laughs> and I could have done that. I would have been a big... 
big like Bob Hyland would have loved me. I would have been all over it, you know. Uh, so look, I understand that you're not used to hearing people that speak with passion about the radio in St. Louis because I've listened to it all over. There's no passion on the radio here. Bless your heart. Uh, so I get it. But see, sometimes I, I yell a little bit. I get passionate. I get animated. Did you tell me that this is a town where people also uh, like tell you to sit down at concerts? Is that what we're dealing with uh, here, too? I've dealt with, um, at concerts and at sporting events, I've dealt with people telling me, I can't see, don't stand up in front of me. Well, that's why I didn't go to the Eagles concert last week. That just felt like a prime area for 75-year-old white people to say, down in front. Like, sorry. I'm not going to spend $400 to get lectured by somebody's peepaw about how he can't hear one of these nights because I'm standing up. So I get it. See, now what you guys have made me do is lash out. And I'm lashing out against old people. I'm lashing out against media people. You did this to me. I came in here with hot sports takes today. Because I like I came, I was talking um, to Ryder yesterday. He said, you know, I was a little disappointed in your show yesterday. I was like, why? thought we had good Rick Majerus fecal matter conversation. And he said, I was kind of hoping to hear your sports takes on the Super Bowl. So I came in here today specifically to entertain just him. And that a-hole's not even here. But I came with sports takes today, and all I get from you monsters is that I yell too much. I'm sorry. I'm passionate. We got this from the 314, and I, I just I can't agree with this one. Trucker hats are hideous, so 1982. I'm not a hat guy. Uh, I'm certainly not a trucker guy. Uh, I think trucker hats are fantastic style. I had a Kansas City Chiefs trucker hat in 2003. Uh, and I wore that trucker hat when I met Gene Simmons. So I have a picture of Gene Simmons in full demon makeup and young Josh Ennis with blonde tips sticking out of the front of his trucker hat. For some reason, doing this in the picture, like I think I meant to do devil, like rock on, but instead I did a web slinger. I'm like, rock on! <laughs> and I had that trucker hat. It was a, it was a big thing in 0304 when the Chiefs were like 13 and 3 and... At Don, uh, uh, Dante Hall and all those guys. Those are fun times, man. But anyway, so listen. I'm, I'm like the wolf in, uh, in Pulp Fiction. Sorry, I, I speak fast. I speak a little loud sometimes. I know you're not used to passion. Listen, I've listened to KMOX since I've been back here. I mean, that is ins insomnia radio. My Christ. You're, you're, Harvey, you're the Harvey Keitel of St. Louis Radio? I am. I'm here to. I'm taking a blowtorch to it for the next three days until I no longer do sports radio here until the balloon party's back. And uh, then, you know. Six three six hits you with you're a strange person. And then I just got to get your thoughts on this one. He used a smiley face. I think he likes me. Okay. I think that's. I like, think it, it's strange. It, it was I an emoji. He, I guess I should say that person is also strange. Maybe you're he the strange ones. One, actually, he used, do, do you, are you okay with this? Amount is it of, a laugh? Are you okay or with is it a smile? Of, it's more of like a ooh, kind of face. Like oh, ooh. so it's not like a sexual no, advance. No, it's not. No. He thinks you're no, no. It's not a fun one. But oh, so he doesn't like oh so oh so what he's saying is oh yeah you're weird then like ugh. okay yeah. so no he didn't like me. No, he's not, he's not gonna That's do fine. That. Listen, I'm gonna do what I do. It's not for everyone. I understand that. Somebody says N E V E R. Never have I waited more anxiously to hear about blues hockey. Can we please talk about line changes? I'm truly perplexed by the amount of hate here. <laughs> like it's truly perplexing. I came in, I gave you the takes. They were good, solid, I would assume somewhat original takes. And now I'm getting hatred from so many people. Wow. I think the problem is you people are sheltered. 
I like like mom, wait, I'm sorry. You you're you're, you think you're gonna call somebody from St. Louis sheltered? Mm-hmm. Where do you get off being so correct? <laughs> I, well, you're sheltered. I look. You're sheltered sports people. Maybe Bob Fesco was right. Oh, about, no, no, now that, maybe he was right about you. That I won't stand for. Not me neither. Um, I, I take that five, back. Seven, I did not three. mean that he was not right. I'm literally turning off the app because this guy is a bleeping bleep, and I'm sick of listening to him talk bleep on St. Louis. Well, in St. Louis, you're about to get lashed out on by the whole 314. Hot take your trash. Hey, here's the funny thing, though. Didn't I spend the last three days defending St. Louis like in a major way? You did hate Kansas City for about a solid 12 minutes. But here's yesterday. what I've learned about people. They don't hear any of the good things you say. They only hear what they want to hear so they can be angry. I'm sure that Kyle Shanahan has many other hats that don't have that little tiny logo in the middle of them. But I will always hate Kyle Shanahan for that little tiny logo in the middle of his hat. And I will never like him because of that and because he has a ratty face. I don't know what to tell you. I think Tony Romo sucks, too. I heard the morning people talking about Romo. There's no way. Like, I think Randy and those guys, and especially, like, Dan, I'm not trying to say that he, you know, tempers his opinions on anything. But since he is a professional sports broadcaster and has done it on a high level for many, many years, I don't think he wants to be critical of other broadcasters. But Tony Romo blows. And I think that, and really, Tony Romo is disliked by me because of the way people propped up Tony Romo when Tony Romo first got on television. Here's what Tony Romo would do, right? This was Tony Romo's analysis. All right, Jimmy, we got the ball here at about the seven. I think Mahomes may run it here, but oh, Jimmy, they may pass it. And then there would be a run and he'd go, yeah, I thought they'd run there. And then everybody thought this was the most innovative approach to color analysis ever. Right. And then I'd be like, but he didn't say anything. He literally just gave you two options when there are only literally two options that can happen on a play. They can either run it or they can pass it. And Romo goes, oh, Jimmy, I think they're going to run it or they're going to pass it here. Oh, what do you think, Gene? And that's another thing that he's really fallen back on now is they always want to go to Gene's territory. Like, it's not even about replays at this point or whether it's a catch or not. Like, oh, I don't know, Gene. What do you think there, Gene? So, yes, Romo sucks. And so does Jim Nance. I think people. Oh, here's the thing about Romo. I think I thought everyone was pretty much universal in, in the hatred for Romo about three weeks ago, and then he did have until the very final call. Uh, he did have a very good Super Bowl. I thought. Oh, congrats! They pay you twenty million dollars to do that. My, you have to, what, basically you need to be yes. good for one game. Congrats! You and, made twenty million to do that. Well, I guess that's difficult though because he also got paid twenty million dollars to be good in one game when he was a player, and he never was. I just if you go back to the the championship week and you listen to him call that game. And then you listen to Greg Olson break down everything going on in the later game. I just don't know how you can tell me that one of them for $3 million isn't worth more for the viewership than the guy making $17 million. Like, if you can get five Greg Olsons, you, you, you would have a better overall broadcast than one Tony Romo. And that's the pay disparity between those ones. So that's my thing with Romo. Is it's, it's not even like that he's bad. It's that he's being paid to be the best color guy in the game until Tom Brady arrives. He's not the best color guy in the game. No. And in my opinion, I see somebody who was very good at the job out of the gate because he was able to predict a lot of things that were happening because he was just in an NFL video room and he had and he had every one of his friends every one of his friends was still in an NFL video room and so every bit of the, every bit of the nomenclature hadn't changed 6 years later 7 years later the nomenclature's changed the players have changed the coaches have changed and I just don't see somebody who's keeping up with the changes on the field as much as other former player broadcasters that's the thing it's just it's not about he's a former player or he was a quarterback or anything stupid it's compare him to the other guys who have his job and who have got 
gotten the job in the last seven years like him and compare where they've gone over the last seven years and tell me he's gotten better at his job. He has not. I found another irrational reason I hate someone. Kevin Burkhart. His face annoys me because he's always kind of smiling when he's standing there, but like almost like I'm better than you smiling. Kevin Burkhardt, who works with Greg Olson, he has an I'm better than like I think he thinks he's better looking than he actually is because his face is kind of like a weird kind of crookedness to it. I also have an irrational hatred for Greg Amsinger. Like, I get that you like the Cardinals, but you say a lot of irrational, stupid stuff. Bless your heart. I like that you root for the Cardinals. So do I. You're a man of my own heart. But I don't think Greg Amsinger ever says anything that he legitimately means, and that bothers me. Am I wrong, Rocky? Do you, do you disagree? You have this look on your face like, I don't you talk about Greg. Now you've gone too far. Oh, I, It's one I, thing to talk about Camo X and Chip oh, Carey, love, but don't you dare talk about Greg Amsinger. I love, I love Chip Carey, too. Um, I love oh, Greg, that's awful. I love, I love Greg Amsinger only because... Um, well, first of all, I mean, he's instant offense every time. We have, we have him on every Thursday on the morning show. And I get he's, it. He's instant I offense. It. I respect he's that. He's a lovely human being. He's a very good, energetic person on the radio and, and television. And much like Kyle Shanahan, but the opposite side, the man's just so gosh darn handsome. I can't hate him if I try. He's a good looking guy. I got a good voice, good pipes, good solid, deep baritone he's got on him. I don't disagree with and any again, of that. I am born and raised in St. Louis, so I do have something in my blood that makes me simp for people from St. Louis. Oh, I get that. So it's just, it's deep totally down inside. Get totally get it. That said, all of those things can be true, and he can say a bunch of dumb stuff just to be kind of like the rah-rah fanboy guy, which, hey, that's fine. But Do you, I, do you not think John Mosellock's a Hall of Famer? No, I don't. <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough. Just, I just thought I'd, I throw, don't think. I thought I'd throw out one of the Amazon takes and see if I could get you going. <laughs> that's a dumb take. <laughs> See, you're, you're making my point. Give me, like, please, everybody spit back some Greg Amsinger takes here. And look, I, I'm not saying this because I dislike him. No, I like him. Fine. He's cool. He's... I'm saying this because I think he says stupid stuff regularly, and it bothers me. That's all. Who among us, though? Who among us doesn't say stupid stuff regularly, Josh? Come on. Oh, I say a lot of dumb stuff. <laughs> But we're, back my, to, we're back to throwing stones in glass houses here. Hey, listen, it's two things can be true. I That's can true. say dumb things, and somebody else can not, say dumb things. Not mutually exclusive. You're Correct. Right. I can I can tell you when somebody says something stupid, and Greg Amsinger, like I don't feel like he's genuine in his opinions. Is all like once you, when you have nothing negative to say about a team, I I don't care about your opinion anymore because nobody is farting rainbows as an organization. And I just and I think it's easier for him because he's on the national platform. So like he can just sit back and be a Cardinals fan and kind of stump for the Cardinals. If Greg Amsinger had to talk on the radio every day, he'd have to at least at some point give you a legitimate opinion on something. But I like him. He's got a great voice. He's handsome. That's all. I, I got to their anger here. Uh, the two one oh says I just don't appreciate being lectured by a guy with offset nips. Oh my nips offset. Yeah, and the camera. No, you took your. <laughs> no, why did you lift your shirt up? Oh, there's a mole on one of them. Oh. Are my nips off? Now I'm con. Now I'm the self-conscious. YouTube chat is about to explode. Oh no! Explode. Go to- oh no! What? <laughs> because is that wrong? <laughs> that's been the joke. That's been the joke on the balloon party uh, YouTube chat. Oh. for about two years now. Is somebody take off your shirt? And did I, I come I, through? I think you. Okay. <laughs> Droid, Droid FX is extremely happy. He says, "Yeah, shirt off. There you go." I didn't, but like now I'm really self-conscious about these nipples. 
I don't know why, but lately I've been nipping they've, so much they've more. They've been a piece of conversation since the minute the Have show started. They? Well, because the camera was oh your, no, you weren't, your face was not on camera to start Look. the show. It was just it was just neck down. Look, I don't understand why that this is the case, <laughs> but I've noticed this about it's very myself cold too. In our studios, I, but I've been nipping so much lately. Like it bothers me that I've been nipping to this. Like I see it, I see it. When I see pictures of myself, all I can see is headlights, and I don't understand why. You found a way to cut to the core of me, you sons of bitches. I don't know what to do now. Just go to break. I'm taping them down. Do. I'm taping do. them down. I'm going to go get some. I'm taping my nips down. I'm not giving you the pleasure. I'm charging for that next time. That was a freebie. You get one freebie. But my OnlyFans, I'm going to charge you double. Sons of bitches. This will probably be the last time I fill in on here. Let's be honest. Might as well go topless. All right. We're back after this balloon party. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Josh and Rock in for balloon party today. Do you think Taylor Swift should go to the White House? Should she be invited? Should she be invited to the White House? Um, I think it's kind of like this is going to be like your cousin's wedding kind of thing. Like spouses, yes, but girlfriends, no. You know who's going to invite her is a gentleman by the name of Joseph Biden. Oh, that Vegetable. Makes that makes sense. Yeah, that tomato can's that's smart, gonna. That's a smart move. Yeah. Oh, he's uh, he'd be dumb not to. Just the invite will help him out. You know, like her showing up, I think, would be a statement of support for Biden, right? Because a lot of these guys don't go to the White House when there's a president that they don't like who is the hockey player from uh boston who uh, the goalie who am i thinking of the goalie that didn't go when it was uh by uh obama it wasn't um oh god what's his name the damn goalie from the bruins i think was one of the guys that didn't do it uh and then a lot of people didn't go obviously when trump was uh in the white house uh, tim thomas tim thomas so tim thomas did that i am of the belief that her just showing up if she's invited and the team allowing her which very well could happen that would be an endorsement of Biden, and she wouldn't even have to say it. So, and I think Biden would really like that. I mean, he has no idea, like, who's in the building with him or not. He's a vegetable, but still, is what it is. What are you going to do? Uh, I think I think she should go. Why not? They should invite her. Look, she's part of the reason why it was the most watched Super Bowl ever, the most watched television broadcast ever. Now, how much of that credit goes to her is up for debate, I think the biggest reason why the Super Bowl had 123 million viewers is twofold. One, it was an, an epic game that went to overtime. Overtime is obviously important. But two, gambling, because we're all degenerates. I was reading some statistics about how many people were gambling on the Super Bowl and how much money was spent, and they're breaking records on this. Was it also the biggest day ever for Vegas? It was a huge, yes, it was gigantic for Vegas. So that's why. Like, I think when you start breaking this stuff down and why interest levels peak in certain things, and you've got greatness with, you know, you've got Mahomes and you've got Kelsey, who's now this super popular guy. There's a bunch of reasons why 
that that this continues to go up. And I think you throw in the fact that they measure stuff differently now with streaming and people watch it in different places, so not just TV. You know what's wild to think about in television ratings, though? Like the top 20-something most watched events of all time are Super Bowls. And then right in the middle of it is the MASH finale, like 10th all time. And I've tried to watch MASH. My grandma used to love MASH, old Grandma Edna. There was a couple shows she liked. She liked MASH, and she really liked Three's Company. That was one of her favorite shows. She loved Jack Tripper. According to her son, he just tickles me. So, like, she loved that. I've tried to watch MASH on reruns, and I just don't get it. Really? I don't like MASH. Oh, man, that's that's unfortunate. Look, I got I, a I hot could, take. This is a hot take. I, I can listen to Alan all the hit punchlines all day long. I think Reba's a better sitcom than MASH. Get the... Do not do, but let me ask you this. All aside for that hot take I just delivered. Holy. Let's eliminate the hot take aspect of it. On its own, is Reba a good show? Um. Okay. Thank you for asking that question because- You bet. I do it for you. Did I watch that just because my family didn't have cable or did I watch it because it was a good show? That's why I watched I a lot of shows know. because my my grandma's house when my parents were getting divorced we didn't have cable I didn't initially. Have cable growing up. So I watched a lot of like home improvement yep. and those type of shows on ABC, CBS. I, knew, I trust me. I I like as soon as as soon as you say the, the name Reba, the theme song of that show is Which what is goes through song, my head. By the way, it's is called it, "I'm a Survivor," but people know, now just she associate didn't write that for the show. Oh no, they just reworded the song. Get the hell out it's of actually, here! It's actually see those the words are it's a single mom in the show. It's a yeah. single single mom who works too hard and loves her kids and never stops. Uh-huh. The actual lyrics are a single mom who works two jobs, who loves her kids and never stops. A gentle hand in the heart of a fighter. I did not know that was a real song. I thought that was just... Oh, yeah. Dude, I'm a Reba guy. made that for the show. Love Reba. The only thing I know about Reba is that um, the guy who knocks up the daughter is eventually in Shameless. Yes. He was very good in Shameless. He was. That's Van. In, from... a, in, a, in a very similar kind of character. And Kevin is the character in Shameless. Yes. Shameless is one of my favorites because it's just people pounding it out okay, like well, you're, you're watching I, a show and then it. just out of the blue thought it's the, like oh wow the chick's getting railed and I you're like the, this is the best time ever I thought the character arcs of a lot of the that's all were, well and good really but then one minute and you're watching you the, the the conflicts of human the human heart and in action with itself i thought was really important and then there's the william show. h macy and he's all strung out but then the gal fiona's getting plowed by jimmy steve again and you're like wow Look, um, we I, all have different reasons why we like I shows. I would say MASH is better than Reba. Okay, but on its own, is Reba a solid sitcom? One to ten, <laughs> Reba. One to ten. Don't even think about it. Just first number. I'm giving, I'm giving it a six. Okay, that's a decent number for Reba. I'm giving it a six. I like it. I can accept that. That's fine. Now, what about uh, King of Queens? I'm giving it a. I'm giving it a six and a half. You mean to tell me? Yes, I do. The so, King yes. of Queens, yes. arguably the greatest sitcom, the last great sitcom of the 1990s into the 2000s. Oh, okay. And you mean to tell me that that only gets a half a percentage better than Reba? I was King of Queens is the last great com- sitcom. Well, it, it literally is though. It was like the la- it was the last show sitcom on the air that started in the 90s. I believe so. I think that's right. I might be wrong. I didn't realize it was on until 2007. Yeah, so, uh-huh. so it outlasts Friends and all those. It, it outlasts Friends and everything by two or three years. Yes. Now, oh, of wow, course, okay. those other shows were on well before. Yes. Okay. Uh, but Because I think King of Queens was 98 or 99 to 07, and it's got Leah Remini, super hot, 
We got to Jerry watch Stiller. all of, Jerry, Jerry, like, listen, let me Incredible. tell you what's special about Jerry Stiller. A show can only be great is if it's got a, like a wacky, zany old man. Like Coach, my favorite show of all time, which has Jerry Van Dyke as Luther Van Damme. That's a great, you got to have the kind of wacky old man that says wacky old man stuff. It's a great show. But the idea, like, I think, like, people have been judging me all day for various reasons. I'm afraid I'm just too darn loud. My nipples are protruding through my shirt. Whatever they're judging me for today. But no one's judging you for only giving uh, King of Queens a half a star better than than, uh, Reba. I like Reba, but it's no King of Queens. I just didn't. I didn't know you had. I didn't know that people thought so highly of King of Queens. They I th- do. I thought the, the. We do. I thought. We. I speak is, for us. Does King of Queens have a better, like, Q rating than Everybody Loves Raymond? Everybody's. Lo- I don't like Everybody Loves Raymond. Okay. I hate. Let me tell you. I hate Ray Romano. I just. I hate the look of him. Here's the thing about Ray Romano. I never believed that he was a sports writer. No, didn't buy it. it. Never. I, I never once bought it a single time watching the show. But I buy Kevin James drives for like a UPS oh, type yeah. delivery he's, service and likes football and is doofy and sits on the couch and eats and spills food on himself all the time. That's believable. Now, I don't believe that he'd be married to Leah Remini, but you know, like the, if you want real believability, watch that Mike and Molly, just two fat people together. That's believable. Like, back in the 90s, they would have taken Mike and put him in there with, like, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, and that would have been the show. And you'd be like, that's not believable. That's not believable. But see, at least that was true. I didn't watch any of it, because I find Melissa McCarthy to be annoying, too. But um, at least that show is believable in that there are two fat people together. You lost somebody. 314 or 618 says, I started to give this guy a chance, and then he said that Reba was better than MASH. Yeah. Look, I think that a lot of people just sit there and remember MASH fondly. Not that great of a show. And the, and the theme song is terrible. A little Suicide is Painless. Oh! Terrible. Like, that, the that thing song. gives me nightmares. Like, I remember waking up in the middle of the night, one in the morning. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Da, na, 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 na. Suicide is painless. painless. It's a great song. And a lot of people also talk about those things that give you nightmares because you'd wake up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat and they'd be on the George Lopez intro with uh, Lowrider and they're all on the trampolines and you're like, what is happening here? What's your favorite sitcom of all time, Rocco? These are important questions. Also, just a reminder, we did do some sports today. Kyle Shanahan had no clue what the NFL cool. overtime rules in, play, in the playoffs were and he never told his team that's why they didn't know. We'll close out with it as well. Um, it's um, Seinfeld followed closely by the Larry Sanders show. See, I don't like Are Seinfeld. Are you counting Larry Sanders even though it's on HBO? Yeah. Okay, then, I, uh, Seinfeld I, 1, Larry Sanders 2. I, I think Curb is exponentially better than Seinfeld. Oh, it's okay, that's you know what it, this is this thing. It might take over give me another 10 years cuz when I was in my when I was 20, I hated Seinfeld. When cuz it was too it was the awkwardness didn't hit my I just couldn't yeah. like vibe with it. Now that I'm 30, I love Seinfeld. Give me to 40 and I bet the awkwardness of Curb really settles in there. Yeah. I like it most. I think I think it's better. Um what about like a straight up like 80s sitcom, one that's not like considered all time great, but just a, a throwaway, you turn it on and you watch every episode of it? I, I, I don't have any of those. Because Who's the it's, hottest it's, TV it's mom of all time? Who's the hottest TV mom of all time, Rock? These are serious oh, questions. God, that's a hard one. Hottest TV now, and it's also tough because like you can't count like Sofia Vergara yeah. because she's a TV mom technically, or Julie Bowen. Yeah. It's got to be like seventies, eighties, nineties. From nineteen seventy to two thousand, who's the hottest TV mom? That's a question. Can I go with ants? You can't go with Aunt Becky. That doesn't count. I was gonna. I was, Aunt Be- now, but Aunt Becky is a mom because she's a mom to Nikki and a, turn. She's a mom to Nikki and Alex. The older of the two moms from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. 
You like the older one? The older one's the the older the one. The one with the raspy voice, right? Yeah. She's, and yeah, because what's her name? What's the uh, Caroline Ray plays yes, the other not sister? Caroline Ray, a little bit louder, a little yeah. bit more boisterous, a little bit you more liked fun. You like her, huh? But I like the old. I'm, I'm gonna go with the older. You like old from Sabrina the Teenage Look Witch. At you. Yes. There's something about her. Who? But let me ask you a question. Who is she a mom to? She's not. We, that's why know, I we don't know aunt, her kids. I, I, we I don't just, know her kids. I'm You're truly really skirting around this. What about Suzanne Summers in Step by Step? And that's, that's with the, thing the big shoulder pads and the hair. They stopped getting hot moms for the '90s shows as much. Like that's an, a '70s '80s thing. Because think about '90s shows. You go into like Boy Meets World, Seventh Heaven. The moms yeah. aren't really kicking it anymore. No, that's why the dad on that show had to go hook up with fourteen-year-olds. Oh no, God, I shouldn't have said something. You did it. I All right, we'll wrap mistake. it up after this. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. All right, wrapping things up. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can. Just uh, Josh Ennis Show. I don't know why you would, but I mean, I post pictures of meat that I smoke. I guess I should be more specific. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't pause more. Yeah. Uh, we got a couple of texts, by the way. Uh, people said Connie Britton from Friday Night Lights. I, she's just hot in general. Yeah. She's also in Nashville. Uh, and- Elizabeth Montgomery from Bewitched. Elizabeth Montgomery is kind of like an OG. Another person I found hot was, uh, what's her name, from the, um, what's that damn, um, she was in uh, the, the, the 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 movie with the guy, and it's a, it's a wonderful life. Who, who the hell was oh. she? Donna Reed. Oh, okay. Yeah, from the Donna, Donna Reed, Reed yeah. show. I okay, thought she was kind of hot, too. I'll go back to black and white. I don't oh, care. You know what? You just gave me the one I needed the entire time. I'm glad. It's not a sitcom, but can I say I say a, a 90s, 2000s uh, hot TV mom? Sure. Um, it's it, not Heather Graham. What's her name? Heather um, Lock. Oh, Heather Lockler. No, no, no. no. The Are mom, you? the mom from Gilmore Girls. Oh, oh, God, that is yes. uh, that's Lorelai Gilmore, and yes. her name oh. is Lauren Graham. Lauren Graham, that's it. Let me tell you something, yeah, Lauren, Lauren Graham. Graham you know that, that, that scene from Bad Santa, getting it. it yeah. it's, in, it's stuck in. It's, it'll never be out of my head. It's one of my favorite it, movies. I can't get out of my head. I can't. I love it. I'm. It's, it's, I'm yeah, Lauren Graham. That's that's that should have been my number one with a bullet right there. I'm aroused. You'll never know it from my nipples. My nipples are. <laughs> taped so you'll never see these bad boys again you got to pay double for that so but look I, I don't know why my nipples get erect so much now I don't know what's happened to me in my old age I don't know if that's an old age thing or not. It's cold in these studios. And, boy, uh, look! Oh, I just saw. Oh boy, my boobs. I've lost a lot of weight. Like I've lost like 35, 40 pounds. So now, like, I'm not doing anything to tighten any of this up. So I look like a candle just melting, like a way, melted candlestick. I know. I was looking for Lauren Graham. Heather Graham also a very good answer. She was um, the girlfriend in Spin City. Mm-hmm. She was also a uh, uh, roller she, girl. Yep. In Boogie Nights, you talk about hot stuff there, my friend. And because it's um, those Spin City is also all the same showrunner, she was in a bunch of episodes of Scrubs as well. She was, which is another yeah. incredible show. And Heather Graham looks fantastic in Scrubs. You know who I really, really have it bad for is Second Becky, but you may know her as what blonde doctor in. Uh the chick, Lady Dot. What do they call her? What's uh, what's her name? Uh, Elliot is her oh, name. Oh, Elliot in, uh, in, in Scrubs. Yeah, I can't yeah. Blanking her name. But she was the second Becky in Roseanne. Yeah, and she was second Becky in Roseanne. And uh, boy, I have it bad for her too. Oh, anyway, sports. Um, <laughs> I still believe that Kyle Shanahan had no clue. I'm with you on that about one. the rules. Because I mean, like, but then, like, in my mind, like as they're explaining the rules at midfield. Kyle Shanahan, like his heart just falls into his stomach. And, and it's like one of those slow motion pan ins where the screen behind you moves backwards in a movie. Like, you know, like in Jaws when he when Roy Scheider, like, hears the people going nuts because there's a shark while he's sitting on the beach. And you do that, that pan in. And there's a moment where he goes, actually, no, here's how it would be. 
as they announce the new rules for the overtime and everything, the, the screen freezes and Kyle Shanahan's like, yep, that's me. You're probably wondering how I got to the Super Bowl not knowing the rules of overtime. Because there's no way he knew. There's no way he knew those rules. Because if he did, he would have told his players. And he did not tell his players. They were uneducated. And Andy Reid said, you know what, guys? We're going to know this. Because he, he didn't have to do much. He's like, I got Patrick Mahomes. I can focus on the menial stuff. And he's like, oh, Pat will take care of all that. Let's talk about the other stuff. Like, how, But we can also get into how absurd it is that there are different rules for overtimes in the playoffs versus regular season. I think that's dumb, too. As much as I love hockey... When you start getting to like the third overtime of a playoff game, I'm kind of like, I don't care if we win or lose at this point. Just end it. I've, I've, I've gone too far with this hockey. Go three on three. I hate shootouts, too. So just play three on three in the playoffs. And I also hate college football overtime. It's stupid unless you have an over, which I've hit overs thanks to that. Most notably, LSU-Texas A&M a couple years ago that went to like nine overtimes. And we got screwed in that game. We being LSU, that's where I went to school for two years before they kicked me out. All right, so I guess I'll be back tomorrow. We'll see. I'll go talk to Tommy and see what he what he wants to do. They might have someone else, someone whose nipples aren't as perky, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I've offended too many. All right, uh, BK and Ferrario, they'll do some good stuff for you. Coming up next, be good. You've been listening to The Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.